they've been married for 30 years. He's a pioneer of Catholic lay evangelization, and she has a master's degree in theology. Put on the coffee and get ready to open the scriptures. It's time for Bible with the Barbers. Now, here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome to the Bible with the Barbers. My wife is still a little under the weather, but uh, she'll be back next Friday. And I asked my good friend, Dr. French, to stay on, because if you just heard the the Terry and Jesse show, you heard a lot about uh, COVID and um, what's going on with that. And I wanted to, uh, for those who are just brand new, welcome you to the Virgin Most Powerful Radio. This is a biblical view on COVID. How can you have a biblical view? Because we have a worldwide biblical view of life. And one of those views of life in the Bible is that we, we don't fear death because we know that life is short and eternity is forever. Dr. French, welcome to the Bible with the Barbers. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, Thanks. We're, Thanks. We're, we're, we loved having you the last hour with <laughs> Terry and Jesse. Man, I'm, thank you for taking the time for the second hour. What are you, you going to share with us in this second hour for our listeners? So we're going to, just to review what we covered in the first hour, um, this uh, pandemic is really a spiritual battle, and we're going to go into detail about that. And it's really a spiritual battle about the truth, and it's about fear of death has been promoted. And in reality, if we understand our faith, we have nothing to fear from Mm. death because death has been conquered, both soul death, as well as physical death. And we have the science to back that up. And so we'll go through a little bit of that. Can't do it all in an hour, but we're really going to do it in relationship to um, the uh, pandemic. And well, what has what is going on with fear of death and tying it into the pandemic? Or I, I see the issue that people are fearful and they're like wearing masks when they go for walks with nobody around up in the hills or uh, you know, they're, they're driving somewhere and they got masks on and there's nobody in the car. Uh, it seems like uh, talking to people that they're scared that if they get COVID-19, they're going to die. Right. And um, and again, as we said last hour, mm-hmm. the good news is uh, Omicron is God's gift. It's yeah. Christmas gift <laughs> to the world. And this is going to end the pandemic, uh, which really has been fueled by this fear of death. And, and, and eventually the media and the, and the government healthcare leaders will have to admit that, yeah, it's, you know, it's back to um, uh, just a regular uh, illness. Like we get, you know, we're going to have to live with it. And but, they're starting to say, they're starting to say that a little bit now. Yeah, I they noticed. really don't want to because uh, if they can lock us down forever, you know, that, that would be great, but um, it's eventually, you know, truth eventually comes through. And again, that's God, it took God changing it because the Delta was, was as serious as the first one, although for children, and we said this in the first hour yeah. for children, the, uh, even the original virus was not lethal. It was only lethal to children who had a underlying serious medical condition like cancer or heart failure or heart issues, whatever, but also morbid obesity. And so it's one of the things that you can tell it's a spiritual battle. There's no truth. And what the truth is, is that the risk factors for dying of COVID are two major risk factors. Uh, One is age. As you age, 80% of the deaths were in people over the age of 80, uh, over the age of 80. Mm -hmm. The other 20% were in people who had other risk factors, which included obesity, 
diabetes, congestive heart failure, cancer, those sorts of things. So if you had those conditions, the vaccine was good for you. But for children, um, they all of the, all the children that died had a um, other condition, and it wasn't you know it wasn't a normal uh, child in terms of no other medical condition. Uh, so, can I throw you a curveball? Yeah. All right. Here's my curveball. Uh, last week we saw a study of uh, insurance companies that do life insurance policies, and they noticed that there was a forty percent increase in deaths. Right. And it wasn't related to COVID. Right. And they're going, wait a minute, uh, you know, we can't really handle that. We're used to maybe a 10% increase when the, something bad happens in a, a you know, a natural disaster. Right. But they're trying to figure out what in the world is going on when 40% increase of deaths that aren't related to COVID. Is it that we're just not a healthy society and maybe we're, it's catching up? Or what's your take on that? Well, we knew early on with the extreme lockdowns yeah. that cancer screenings weren't done. Ah, so they they, they, they predicted. And also, again, ha, ha, being a practicing ER physician, we knew people weren't coming into the ER with their heart attacks and strokes. Yeah, where are they, they going? Were, they were dying at home. So, so, so it, it had to do with the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, also has to do with, you know, uh, in some places, the attribution of deaths, you know, they died with COVID yes, despite, yes. Despite, rather than of COVID. Exactly. And so that skewed the numbers. You put all those factors together. And again, uh, what the lockdowns did, as we mentioned last hour, is particularly for our youth who had zero risk of dying yeah. from COVID unless they had a, a, a serious medical condition or obesity, um, they they saw a 25% increase in suicides mm-hmm. and for adolescent girls, a 50% increase in suicide. So a lot more of them were dying, again, other causes. It wasn't COVID, but it was COVID related because it was due to the, to the social isolation, the mandates, the lockdowns. And the reason it affects teenage girls the most, adolescent girls, is because they're the ones that are most want to be part of the in crowd versus the out crowd. So if you weren't vaccinated, you weren't masking, you were part of the out crowd and, and it's just, it's, it's sad. And then, and then drug overdoses went up. Uh, it was a hundred thousand we've never hit. So, so when you add all those factors up, you add all that up, that's why there's a spike in deaths. Um, and you know, again, that's why you don't do extreme lockdowns over and over well, again, and they weren't working on top of it. So it just, well, a lot more despair, anxiety. Yeah. Uh, there was more domestic violence. There was more murders, yeah. more rapes. I mean, it just, it's just, it, it's destroyed our, it's really yeah. put a big dent in our children. Uh, the cognitive le- learning, there's a lot of ang- kids are going out of control. It's, it's, it's a horror. In well, fact, the American Academy of Pediatrics declared a national mental health emergency. Wow. Well, th- this is yeah. called collateral damage in wartime stuff yeah. where somebody, this is just the effect. Couldn't we have thought about that? In other words, someone said that the, mm. the solution to the virus is going to be more painful and will cause more deaths than letting the virus run its course. Well, again, early on, we didn't know that. But by the summertime of 2020, we knew that, you know, we thought everyone was going to die of the virus. I mean, yeah, they made that's what the media millions. was, you know, everyone was yeah. going to die. And but, you know, again, by the summer of 2020, we knew that wasn't true. And we knew there were risk uh, groups. And normally we would have a debate and go back and look, OK, what should right. we do now? Do we just keep vaccinating? We've never done that before. Let's find other treatments. And and so, you know, that's 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 it. That is what happened. But that's why there's. 
it's it's a pandemic of fear. I mean, and again, that comes from Satan. That wow. uh, that's 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 the evil one. Uh, because again, remember, Satan is not of the truth, and we're not right. we're hearing the truth about COVID and right. what's driving all this. And you said fear. That's what people you talked about those people who died of heart attacks or mm. other um, problems. Yeah, they were afraid if they came to the exactly. ER, they would die. Yeah, that's exactly what I was told. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, it makes sense why we've had so many yeah. more deaths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Tell us more about that fear of death. What's what's going on there? So um, so as we know. Yeah. What's the most common saying in the Bible? Yeah. Be not afraid, peace be with you. Right. So we shouldn't fear death, you know, to be not afraid of what can kill the body, but can't kill the soul. Right. Be afraid of what can kill the body and soul. Well, that's what's going on with this pandemic. So, so because we've lost, so many people have lost the faith, mm-hmm. uh, we've become more of a secular society. What's happening is people think that all there is to life is this planet, right? And once you die, you go into nothingness. Um, and so, and that's the narrative out there. Yeah. And so then, then you have to rely on dear leader and Dr. Science to save you because every moment you spend on planet earth is, is precious because there is no afterlife. Well, in fact, we have eternal souls <laughs> and our bodies are resurrected. And we have evidence of that with the Shroud of Turin showing this evidence of the resurrection, which means that our bodies are resurrected. Mm-hmm. And, and then also with the uh, 21st century Eucharistic miracles, right. showing that, that the body is, can still stay alive. So the, the, it's, it's, the, it's the flesh, it's the heart tissue. <laughs> it's the heart tissue that's shown in these Eucharistic miracles. And, and it's alive, it's got live white blood cells in it. And then we also see in the Bible uh, the the uh, <clears throat> phrase you know about not a sparrow will fall uh, without your father's right. will without God's will. Well, again, what's that saying? As a doctor, I always was confused about that. What it meant to me was, yeah, it means that God's in charge of when you die, yeah. not not a virus, not some doctor, mm-hmm. not some you know politician. It's God that's in, who permits. It's a permissive will, and so. We've lost that sense, and so uh, that's why we're in this position, right? That's, that's how fear of that's how fear of death can come around. Doc, I had to ask a question. I know we're, we're going to take a quick break, but I keep seeing all these articles from fighter pilots to uh, athletes that after taking the, the jab, they have problems. Uh, they're physically in trouble, or some of them are even dying. And it seems to me that. Uh, I want to play a clip when we come back of a little girl uh, that is only, I think she's 12 years old. Yeah, 12 years old. Um, she, her name is Maddie, and her parents are in medicine. They're engineering, and they wanted their kids to help bring an end to this pandemic. So they were very generous in saying, well, well, let's have Maddie, you know, get, get you know, in the testing. Well, when she got the test, I, I'm going to tease you, what happened to her is horrifying, and I want people to hear this little clip when we come back. And then I'd like you to comment on, again, we call it collateral damage of, the, of uh, COVID uh, because this is tragic. It's happening more and more to our children. We just buried a 11-year-old Tuesday of last week that got the vaccination and never woke up. And uh, we want to try to avoid that, obviously. So when we come back, we'll get this clip of a little 12-year-old Maddie and what happened to her when she uh, got the vaccines. She was part of the vaccine trial. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. 
Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome back to the Bible with the Barbers. Dr. French is joining us here and replacing my wife for this week. She'll be back next week. I wanted to play a clip regarding uh, a young 12-year-old who was part of the COVID vaccine trial and what happened to her. Let, let her tell her story. She developed severe abdominal and chest pain. And the way she described the chest pain, and I quote, it feels like my heart is being ripped out through my neck. And eventually, she had to have an NG tube put in to get nutrition. All of these symptoms are still here today. Some of these are worse than others. Over the past five months, Maddie has been to the ER nine times and has been hospitalized three times for a total of two months in the hospital. When I want to ask them, Maddie volunteered for the Pfizer trial. Why? Why not the research in order to figure out? Why did not? So other people don't have to go through this. Instead, they're just sitting as mental. All we want is for Maddie to be seen, heard, and believed because she is not bad. My heart goes out to the parents and to Maddie. I, I, Doctor, what's your take on this? Well, unfortunately, I've had experience with that too. Uh, you have? I have a friend, a uh, physician who yeah. took the vaccine uh, after it had been approved yeah. um, uh, and uh, had a horrible reaction. Um, and despite the fact she was a physician, was unable to get anyone from the FDA or from the CDC to work with her NIH. It's, just, it's uh, this, uh, <clears throat> they're not really reporting <laughs> the adverse uh, reactions. And it's really, it's tragic to see this poor child. And I think the, um, and then they want to roll this out in children. And that's really, um, should not never be mandated. You should you know, if your child has risk factors, then it may be appropriate. But you, that decision is between you and your doctor, not the government, not us, not the school system. Um, and it's just, it just, uh, yeah, it's it, we've never done this in the history, and it's experimental, and we have no long-term studies on this. And I was explaining the last hour that yes. that the real problem with this, I mean, it's it's a novel and a, and a breakthrough in terms of uh, getting a vaccine. I mean, it's not a vaccine; it's a it's a different type. It's a totally novel way to do it. But what happened is when you inject, uh, so the typical virus, coronavirus, uh, goes through your nose. That's why you lose your taste of smell, mm. uh, taste and smell. And that is, uh, it goes through the nose. Well, they inject this into your arm. The mRNA codes for a spike protein, which is a foreign protein. And normally what happens is that fills up the cell and you get what are called killer T cells to come and kill that cell. Um, what, so now your body's being trained to attack muscle cells and heart muscle cells. And so that's why there's this myocarditis. And what was really tragic uh, is that when the FDA went ahead, the panel, the advisory panel approved it, one of the doctors from Harvard 
And he said, yeah, there is this incidence of myocarditis, but we really don't show, you know, which is again, autoimmunity, attacking mm -hmm. your body's white blood cells, attacking its own, you know, own heart tissue. Uh, we don't really know the incidence. Uh, it'll be, we'll have to put it out there and find out what, what? happens. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just appalling. We've never had that. And again, it goes back to what happened in uh, Nazi Germany. You know, that the Nuremberg trials said you can't force people to take an experimental vaccine that has to be with their consent. Doctor, you have to give them informed yeah. consent. Tell us about your involvement in some of the different states, whether it's New York or California, regarding these mandates for school kids and how you're, um, you know, trying to stop that. Well, because again, they they're claiming they're following the science. So we, there's plenty of articles out now showing the complications, mm -hmm. and again showing that um, children do fine without the vaccine. So where's the risk benefit ratio, except for those children who have a chronic disease or you know a serious disease, or again, morbid obesity is a risk is a risk factor. Obesity is a risk factor for children as well as adults. They don't have those, what's, what's the benefit of it? But there's potential risk and in the problem with children, decades, you know, so, that, so all these myocarditis, you know, some have died, uh, but some of uh, the early trials, they all recovered. Well, what happens if they get recurrent in five or 10 years? And myocarditis is not a small thing. People no. die from myocarditis. It's a horrible disease. And we used to get that with uh, coronavirus. We'll give that to We've never had a vaccine give it to you because, again, it's again it's acting like a virus where it's injecting your cells. Your body detects, your immune system detects it. Oh, this is a foreign thing. I got to go kill it. And that's what's happening. Doctor, um, t tell us how this experimental vaccine, which is not a vaccine, I understand, but how did this get approved with, you know, all the Nuremberg trials, you know, where we don't experiment? What, what was it the urgency that we were told that this was going to kill millions and millions of people that got us to approve all this? What, how did this happen? Well, I, I'm sure like in this, this other case, they were you know, given as much informed consent that they could, but they didn't really understand what wow. this thing could do because it's so so novel. I get it. Yeah. So so you know that that mom, I feel feel really feel for that family. But yeah. but um, you know, and they were trying to help people out. You yes. Know, there's, that's that's the tragedy of this. And every medication has good effects and bad effects. Um, and again, early on, they thought that everyone was going to die, as we know, and then it turned out that young people did very well with this unless they had other risk factors. But, but you mentioned the risk benefit, yeah. that that was something that was standard in the medical profession. Right. What, what happened with this? It didn't seem like they were working on that. Uh, and we've never changed course either. You don't just vaccinate, you do treatments, you do yeah. other things, you have to prevention <laughs> matters. You don't, you know, you don't rely on masks and study shows that the masks don't work unless you're wearing an N95 mask, but we're still doing that. So we're not following the science, despite the fact that we, they claim they're following science. But again, I think it goes back to, um, we're fighting a spiritual battle. Yeah, cool. we're, not fighting, we're not fighting the CDC, the NIH, right. Fauci, or or, mm -hmm. or whatever. We're fighting spirit. We're fighting a spiritual battle. So I just yeah. wanted to read Ephesians six to sure. remind people. Great, great verse. So put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Well, that's what you know, untruth, yeah. right? For we are not contending against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take the whole armor of God that you may withstand in the evil day. And that's what we're in right now. We're in an evil day. And we have to withstand it and we will come through this. And, and having all to stand. 
and then stand therefore having fastened the belt of truth. Truth. See, truth is, and that's that's how we know it's demonic because they're not telling us the truth. They're not telling us the truth that the risk factors, as I said in the last hour, if you're under the age of 65, without any comor significant comorbidities, your risk of dying of COVID is less than getting killed in a car accident. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and for children, it's zero. Yeah. If you don't have, a, you know, okay. that includes obesity, it's zero. Doc, but that's the case. I live in California and our governor is making it a mandatory process, whether it's public schools or private schools, you can't go to school without being vaccinated with hardly, like you said, this is not even life-threatening. And I mean, how in the world can and we the deal with that? mandates have caused, and these mandates have caused the increase in suicide yes. and drug abuse and drug overdoses. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's appalling. But that's why we have to fight. We have to stand. We against, do. Got to stand against evil. It's evil. Yeah. To pr promote this on a population, you don't. One size doesn't fit all. You right. needed to isolate the vulnerable, mm -hmm. the elderly people, and we got them the vaccines. Mm -hmm. You know, in a lot of places, they're like over ninety percent uh, vaccine. And again, we never talked about natural immunity. Natural immunity. Those we estimate about a hundred million people had uh, the virus. They have immunity. Wow. They they won't die of of and particularly won't die of Omicron because Omicron has, you know, fortunately, finally uh, mutated into a less lethal virus as opposed to the original one and Delta. Delta was not much different from the original one. But again, it was killing 80% of the deaths were in people over the age of 80. Doc, I'm a layman and I knew basic science regarding um, that, that uh, viruses usually mutate and they get weaker we so that was pretty much a standard textbook process. Is that right? Yeah, it's still taught in medical schools, but I guess we've just that's my point. Dropped, dropped that out. Yeah, I mean, but I, you see, you know, it's you're, like you're talking about a spiritual yeah. battle, exactly. And it's so spiritual, you know, the it's truth. truth, lack of truth. Yes. How you, do you know it's a spiritual battle? Lack of truth lack of and truth. fear. Right. Right. Be not afraid. Most common saying in the Bible is, you know, be not afraid, peace be with you. They stoked up fear, you know, and again, early on, understand it. But And, and with all due respect, you. doctor, um, our church, our Catholic church from the Pope down, I think we've, um, I'd like to ask the question, are we, who's influencing who? Is the church influencing the world or is the world influencing the church? And it seems like we've bought this hook, line, and sinker that this vaccine is the like a sacrament that's going to save us all. And I hate to have to say it, Doc, but um, there are a few bishops that are standing up to this, like Bishop Strickland and others who are saying, I don't want to be tied into a vaccine that's tied into abortion. Now, I don't want to get into the controversial aspects of it, but it seems that uh, the church also has got its eyes, in a sense, the church, local parishes, people are being affected by that the, even our pastors are being afraid to go out and anoint somebody. I had two people yesterday dying, separate cases, and I had to find a priest who would anoint that person. And what was the driving force? Fear, even in the church. Yeah, yeah. And it's sad because, in you know, again, in our history, if you go back to the first and second, second century, yes. 
people would sing on their way to martyrdom. Yeah. They knew that there was a heaven mm -hmm. and there was something better, but we've lost that sense. And so, yeah, I think sadly, like I said, even Catholics have yeah. lost that sense that they were really, we're actually eternal beings. Yeah. Our, our soul is eternal and we get our body back again. We And we now have the, God loves us so much. He's given us the medical evidence. And we're going to talk about that, I guess. Oh yeah, let's do that. February. Uh, he's given us yeah. the evidence to show that there really is a resurrection. There really, uh, your soul um, does live forever. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, and then in addition, that resurrection is evidence of the bodily resurrection. There's mm -hmm. enough sign to, and the Eucharistic miracles are also sign that your body resurrects because that's <laughs> living heart tissue in these 21st Cardiac, century yeah. living it. heart tissue with it. intact white blood cells. And so God God knew we needed this time. That's why there's five 21st century Eucharistic miracles. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. In just, uh, oh yeah, well on the 25th of, of February, Doc, you got you on your calendar. I got it on my calendar here at the Sacred Heart Chapel, 7 p.m. You're going to be talking on those topics here. So I look forward to having you then. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll follow up with more questions on the coronavirus and what we can do to protect our children, which is really what is so important to future generations. Because let's be honest, everybody, the demographics right now don't look good in this world. We're not having enough children because of fear. That's another topic of fear. Stay with us. We'll be right back, family, after a quick break. Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome back. Mary will be back on Friday of next week. Dr. French has got a second hour. If you didn't hear the first hour on the Terry and Jesse show, it'll be on the podcast. You can listen to that and send it to your friends. Doc, I, I know you give talks, uh, and I want to talk about that later in the show, about Eucharistic miracles and just uh, beautiful things like that. But let me just ask one more question regarding, uh, and I don't want to beat it with the dead, you know, dead horse. I want to, I want to really ask this question because mom and dad have kids. What advice do you give, especially here in California, the moms and dads who are being pressured to get their kids vaccinated to get them back into school? What can we do to help them fight that? Right. So again, uh, my advice is uh, you need to get with your pediatrician and, you know, get an assessment of, is your child at risk? Mm -hmm. You know, so there are certain conditions like we talked about, yes, like if did. they have type one diabetes yep. or something like that, maybe it's appropriate, but if they don't, which is again, the vast majority, 90 plus percent of you know children, mm -hmm. uh, then it best not to, because again, there's long-term consequences that we're going to see with these. And, um, and I think that, you know, your job as parents is to protect your children. Amen. And, um, and part of your protection is, you know, just like you don't let them put their hand in fire, you're not going to let them take a vaccine that uh, could, has more harm than good for them. Uh, for those that have risk, then yeah, that risk benefit ratio works out for them and they should get the vaccine. It does work. Uh, but, uh, there's, the potential of huge uh, adverse effects in children over time. When you give it to an 80 year old, they're not going to develop those. No, they're not going to be around. They're not going to, they're not going to live long enough to, no. to develop them. But you, you know, they've got decades to, to do that. And I think it's just really risky. 
I always treat everybody like I treat myself. And if I wouldn't do it to my kids, I I don't advise exactly. them. But you need to get with your pediatrician, go over your, because every child is unique. Some of them are going to be at risk and they should get it. But uh, others are not, the vast majority are not. So, you know, and just say, you know, I, I'm in charge of my child's health. You're not, <laughs> you're, yeah, just the, exactly. you're just the teacher here. Um, and uh, I mean, a lot of people are leaving the public school systems yeah. because, of, because over this and the fact that, you know, they're, in a lot of school systems getting indoctrinated. So, I mean, you just have to dis- make that decision uh, what you want to do, but um, do not, uh, uh, didn't let my kids do it. So, yeah. What about some, I mentioned at the break time when people were off, I said, Doc, can you give us some good stories that would elicit good principles here? I'm all ears. Yeah. So uh, one of the stories showing that we have uh, an eternal soul. Yes that survives bodily death are what we call near-death experiences. Oh, yeah. And so uh, near-death experiences, just to define them, are also called clinical death. But basically what it is is your heart's not beating, your, um, there's no brain waves, you're, 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 there's nothing going on, and they're doing CPR or whatever on right. you. And in some cases, and there's thousands of these across the world, thousands of these documented by doctors and and then interviewed after they recover. Um, So what happens in some cases is they have visions of things and the moons that are really the most interesting are people who are blind at birth, so not acquired by <laughs> blind at birth. So again, so they yeah. have ner- they have no neurons in their brain that have seen the color red or yeah. what a shoe looks like or sure. what a window looks like or what a wall looks like. They've been blind from birth. Um, and then the other are children. Because um, uh, children have no guile. They don't lie. <laughs> so, so, um, so, so with the uh, adults that were blind at birth and they have a near-death experience, one of my favorite ones is this guy, uh, he's in a hospital. I think he arrested having surgery or something. So they're working on him. So his soul leaves the body and he sees himself there and he sees them working on them right. and he floats through the hospital and passes through doors. So you remember <laughs> when Jesus comes through twice comes through uh, you know locked doors sure. you get to do that too so so um that's why those passages in the bible that's what happens so he passes through the, the the walls and and passes through the outside uh windowsill on the fourth floor of this hospital <laughs> he's down in the first floor yep. and he floats to the fourth floor outside windowsill again blind from birth and yeah. he sees a pair of red sneakers <laughs> on the outside windowsill on this hospital. Unbelievable. And when he comes back, when, you know, they, he gets resuscitated, you know, they're usually yep. in a coma for a while or a day or two afterwards, and then they come out of it, he relates this story and they go, yeah, 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 you're hallucinating, whatever. Well, guess what? They're there. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> and and so, I mean, there's thousands of stories yeah, like it. His, his is one of the most dramatic, but similar things. And again, blind people have no neurons that have, have visual information on them. And yet he saw he, and never knew what the color red was. And then children, they meet dead relatives. Yes. And so they say, who's Aunt Maud? Well, your Aunt Maud died 100 years ago. Well, she was really nice. She said hi. And, and, <laughs> I love and, and, then, and then what's really fascinating 
is that both of these groups, both of these uh, adults and children, when they come back, they've lost their fear of death. Wow. Lost it. Wow. Because they know there's something better out there. So that, again, that gives us hope, right? That yeah. this, and that's why that's why God permits these things to happen. And there's thousands of these across the world. I mean, not just in America; they're they're everywhere, and validated by doctors and psychologists. Yeah. And you know, it's uh, so so that's pretty solid evidence. That it is. Their soul survives, and they can relate the conversation and all sorts of things. And again, these people they're they're getting CPR. They weren't. Uh, they weren't functioning right then. Doctor, I had a story yesterday or two days ago about a little baby that was left outside in Alaska. And um, the mother uh, couldn't take care of the baby. They put it in a little cardboard box. And it was 20 degrees below zero. The baby should have never survived. But they found the baby. They took it to the hospital. And that little baby's you know, in good shape. And I just think of the prayers that you pray, I pray for the unborn and for the end of abortion and right. for the young children that are out there. It seems to me that, you know, medically speaking, what explanation can you give when the baby survived this temperature where she, you know, the baby shouldn't have survived? I, I believe personally that it's the prayers that we're praying now for the end of abortion and for all these little children for them that these prayers are being answered because humanly speaking, there's no explanation. Now I I ask you that that's one. And then I just got another one. The baby defied, you know, the survival rate of being born at 25 weeks, weighing just under 11 ounces. Okay. Now I know technology is good, but these are babies that are being killed through abortion and they're surviving. And I wanted to ask you, isn't the hand of God in these situations? Uh, well, well, no question. Uh, although in the in that last case, um, we've actually the technology, our medical technology, has gotten better. Uh huh. Used sure. to be twenty six was the the limit we could go to. Now now it is down to twenty five. <laughs> I love it. So so science has gotten better. But yeah, there. I mean, there are miracles all the time. We yes, just we just don't see them, yeah, do we? Yeah, we just don't. And again, if you really think about it. Again, back to a Bible verse, yes. you know, not a sparrow falls. That's right. God keeps us alive. He, he, he thought us into existence, right? And he keeps us. And so, so uh, there's, it's a miracle every day you wake up, <laughs> frankly. Well, my line because is, if God, if God stopped thinking about you, Dr. French, you'd <laughs> cease to exist. That's exactly right. Well, and it is, again, just the miracle of life itself. Yes. So like, you know, and you know, what... What I explain when I give some of these talks is, is that, you know, roughly 4 billion years ago, the earth was water and rocks. Okay. So tell me how you get walking, talking, thinking rocks (laughs) out of inorganic material. Good question. How did that happen? How how did evolution happen? Mm -hmm. How did you get the first living cell. How do you get something alive that's dead? I mean, it's pretty clear. That's why most scientists, you know, now most physicists are believers. And so, and so, and so while the number of, of atheists is growing, the scientists who understand the real science go like, 
there's no, I mean, there's no way. How do you get, how do you get living? How do you get thinking, talking rocks? It's, how do you get that? Yeah. <laughs> Explain to me how that happens. So, so, and, and, and again, true science will eventually, it does point, you know, back to God, because if, if God created the universe and yeah. remember we were created in the image and likeness of God. Well, what that means is we have rational minds. Right. And so if we use our rational mind, then we'll, we'll get to the truth. Yeah. Um, but if we don't use our rational mind, like we're doing with our therapies on and how to take care of this pandemic, then we're going to be in trouble. And, yep. and it's going to lead to more death and, and destruction and exactly what we've seen. This has been the historic mismanagement of, of, of a pandemic. Would you say 10 years from now, much of what has happened that uh, they're going to look back at us and say, why didn't you do X, Y, and Z? Do you think that'll happen? Uh, going to be critical of what we yeah, did? Yeah, I th I, well, it will happen. It's just a matter of how long it takes before the totalitarian regime collapses. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, at some point, yes, at some point, um, and, and those of us, you know, <laughs> like yourself, myself, and, and lots of lots of other faithful yeah. Christians, you know, Protestant and Catholics alike, see this as what it is. It's demonic what's going on. And yeah. so and so we'll, we'll but yeah, like I said in the first uh, first segment, um, medicine, the house of medicine has been a casualty. We've lost the truth in the house of medicine. It's very sad that typically the medical schools and stuff would speak out and they just haven't. So again, this is again shows that we're fighting powers and principalities, and I just can't emphasize that enough. That we, that um, eventually the truth prevails, right? And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I want to give a quote from Saint John Chrysostom when we come back from the break because it deals with fear, and that's what we're addressing today on the Bible with the Barbers. What the Bible has to say about fear. Stay with us, family. For our last Thank you. Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome back to the Bible with the Barbers. Mary Danielle will be back next Friday. Dr. French is sitting in. And we're talking about a biblical worldview, overcoming fear, and other issues about the COVID and the vaccines. But I wanted to quote a uh, St. John Chrysostom. He says... This, this was like in the third century. So, you know, truth is, is, there's no expiration date on truth. He says, do not fear conflict and do not flee from it. Where there is no struggle, there is no virtue. Where faith and love are not tempted, it is not possible to be sure they are really present. They are proved and revealed in adversity. Well, we've got a lot of adversity going on in our culture right now, Doc. What's your thought on that? <laughs> yeah, but that's why we're all alive here. Exactly. We're called. Uh, God doesn't need us, but he wants us to participate. He loves us so much. That's why we're in this time now. But yeah, we've been through this before. Um, and um, and uh, Jesse said earlier, you know, we've got, we've got God on our side. They have the media. They have... Uh, money behind them. They have that, but we have God. That's really all Amen. we need. And so we will get through this, but yeah, there's been crises before where, 
uh, most of the church, like the Arian crisis, where most of the church leaders, the bishops and priests, most of them were Arian and not uh, authentic Catholics. And we're in a similar situation right now. So we just have to stick to the truth, stick to, you know, what the Bible teaches, teach what the, the Catholic church teaches, the, the deposit of faith, and, 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 and keep on with that. And I think, again, there's some other Bible verses that would help us out. Let me just give you a couple sure. of those. So in Genesis, mm -hmm. what we find here is that the truth is the light. And it really says so much in Genesis 1-3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Um, and then in John 1, 6 through 8, um, John's, John says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He's talking about John the Baptist, mm -hmm. John the Evangelist. He came for testimony to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He, John the Baptist, was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. Mm -hmm. The true light that enlightens every man was coming. So again, light, the light of truth. And, and um, it goes back to when Christ was crucified. Remember? Yep. In John 18, 37... Yep. Pilate says to Jesus as he's interrogating him, so you are a king. What does Jesus say? Jesus answers, you say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Let me repeat that again. That's important. I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. Yep. That's. He didn't say he came here to... To smite the make enemy, you feel good. to make you feel good, nope. not suffer. Nope. He came to let us know what the truth. So the truth yeah. is encompassed in God, in Jesus. And, and, and he told us the truth. And so we just need to listen to him. Yep. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And here's, here's like, it's like when I first started thinking about this, like, oh my gosh, here we live in this relativistic age. And what does Pontius Pilate say in John 18, 38? Pontius Pilate says, Quid est veritas? What is truth? That's relativism. Exactly. There is no truth. I can become a man if I want. If yeah. I'm a woman, I can become a woman if exactly. I'm a man. My truth, your that's, truth. Uh, yeah. Nope. Yeah, that's not truth. Nope. It's like, and that's where we're living in, and that's what's attacking it. And so, and so the lack of truth has now attacked not only the church, but medicine. Yes. I mean, it, it's everywhere. We're in a demonic battle, spiritual battle. And so we have to stand against it, and we also have to pray and fast. We have to go get closer to the Lord. And what happened with this pandemic? They, they, they did great. They, they put on virtual Eucharist. You can't do the Eucharist virtually. Nope. And people are leaving the church. But there are also people that are coming to the church. Well, I think young this, people are coming to the church, and that's yeah. the, again, that's the future. Yeah. So young people are coming to the church. So that's there's going to be a remnant. There is, and, and and those of those listening, I'm sure, are part of that. And it may get worse before it gets better. But already, God, you know, God sent us this gift of Omicron. It's going to end the pandemic because it's again, so everyone's getting infected, and so they're having to let people come back to work, even though they have it. And it's not it's not killing people because. It's so much less virulent. And so it's going to become 
If we have four circulating cold viruses, it'll end up being the fifth. Really? Cold virus. And we have four circulating coronavirus. Amazing. So it'll become the fifth. And so that's God's gift to us. And it's going to happen. Good. It's gonna, they're going to fight against it. You yeah. know, but It's going to happen. But the Supreme Court uh, decision, all that, it's, you know, God's God's intervening. God's helping us. But we have to stick with him. We have to work with him. We have to, you know, listen to the truth. You know, Doc, I, I'm reading a book. I finished it called uh, by Cardinal Cardinal Seurat, Couples Awake Your Love, and he quoted someone who I recorded 30 years ago, Professor Jerome Lejeune, a Frenchman. He's the one who figured out the chromosomes for Down syndrome children. Yeah. And he once said, if someone really wants to attack the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, there is only one way, and that is to attack the sons of men. Christianity is the only religion that says your model is a child, the infant in Bethlehem. When they have taught you to despise the child, there will be no Christianity left in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That, that's exactly. And guess what? That's it. Like, like we said this, uh, I think yeah. we said this last hour, sure. um, is that uh, when Christianity came to being, yeah. child sacrifice stopped. Moloch yep. sacrifice and all that. Pachamama yep. sacrifices. All, they, all, they, they all stopped once Christianity got there. And guess what's going on again? We Same thing. Child sacrifice. So we got to pray for the Supreme Court decision on that because until we get rid of you know, child sacrifice yes. is their sacrament. That is their, that's Satan's sacrament. It seems like the more things change, the more things are the same. It's again, I'm, I'm, I'm God without God. This, we're yeah. back to, we're back to Adam and Eve. I'm God, you know, Hey, I can, I can change my sex. I'm, I'm yeah. my own God. I can change. I can be who I want. I can do what I want. You know, I, I you know, that's, it's exactly what's going on. So it, would it be a fair statement to say in the medical field and even in the culture we're in, I think, but the medical field, they seem to be worshiping man rather than God. In other words, they're trying to have all these solutions to keep people living longer. You know, they're, they're trying to have uh, all kinds of ideas with technology for the human body and replacing it with parts of computers or coming up with that. It seems that that's a worship of man rather than God, that we've lost the sense of the supernatural. We have it all on us like we're our own gods. Is that an over-exaggeration? No, it is. It is the loss of the of, of the sacred. The yeah. So when you when you stop taking the Eucharist, and uh, you know when it becomes a virtual symbol, then yeah. yeah, might as well just enter the metaverse and um, just live a virtual life. And uh, yeah, it, so. And Doc, on the twenty fifth of February here at the chapel, you're going to talk on some Eucharistic miracles that some of us have heard, but some of us haven't. But it seems that this is so appropriate when. Pew research shows that Catholics have lost the sense of the real presence. So this is really important that you're giving these talks on the Holy Eucharist because we need to have a revival. I mean, the Second Vatican Council says the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. How are you going to do that when you're here at the chapel? Are you going to uh, share Eucharistic testimony but also use biblical teachings to show us the beauty of the Holy Eucharist? Right, so actually, what I'm going to do, tell me, I'm going to do is tie the shroud of Turin. Ah, that's right. To the Eucharistic miracles. Well, that'll be and tie the biblical verses. Wow. And again, um, and you'll see how the the Bible <laughs> tells us awesome. the truth, and and science confirms it. So that is again, so if God created the universe, then real science, true science, will get to it. So yes. 
there there's ties between the Shroud of Turin and yes. Eucharistic Miracles, and they're in the Bible. I love it. I can't wait yeah. to hear about that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Doc, I wanted to mention one last thing. It was regarding the readings. Which again, of, which again, dis, which just again destroys the sphere of death. Sure, and that's what because again, it's it's there. There really is. There really was a resurrection, which means we get resurrected. There really <clears throat> is a soul. Um, just like we talked about with the with the uh, yes with the whole uh, near death experience, right? Um, and and it's in the Bible. That's why that's why nothing's in the Bible f without a reason. Amen. And 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 God loves us so much. Yeah. He's He's given us these twenty first century miracles and the miracle of the shroud. That's what you know. It's been it's been in two major fires. Someone's yes. trying to destroy it because it's evidence <laughs> the resurrection. God want, loves us so much. Awesome. He wanted to give us evidence that you know of the resurrection. And I might add that if we're not asking Jesus Christ for more faith every single day, we won't have that supernatural faith. Right. Yeah. There's still always going to be that leap of faith, yeah. uh, but God wants to help us along. Yeah. And by asking Jesus Christ for more faith, I guarantee you one thing, your faith will grow. Yep. Jesus will always affirm you in your faith when you ask for it. The only value in saying yes to Jesus Christ is you have the freedom to say no. And we live in a world that says, I'm going to do it my way. And that's a song they sing in hell. And then there's another song, I did it his way. And that's the song they sing in heaven. So I would encourage you, myself, the doctor, all of our listeners, let's do everything according to God's way. And that's the biblical blueprint. We call it a biblical worldview of life. Which is the truth. Which is the truth. <laughs> the light of the truth. Doc, any final thoughts? We have about a minute and a half. Well, again, I, I think it's always good to leave with hope. You yes. Know, we're people of hope and joy and faith. Right. And, um, and um, God loves us so much. He's going to, I mean, th there's no way we could win on our own <laughs> against the powers of darkness. Right. But he's already defeated them and he's just he, a done helping deal, us baby. now. And so we just, you know, he wants us to cooperate with him. We don't have to, but it's a good idea. Yeah, you think? Well, Doc, I want to thank you, and I'm looking forward to having you back here at the chapel on the 25th of February at 7 p.m. We're going to have you talk about these Eucharistic miracles in detail. So, folks, put it on your calendar if you're in Southern California. I think you'd enjoy it. And I just want to thank you, Doc, for taking the time to drive up here to be with us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We consider you uh, a friend of the network. And we want to support what you're doing because we're on the same page. We're actually trying to help and introduce people to the person of Christ because we want people to get to heaven. And uh, let's remember <laughs> uh, what Bishop Sheen said. If souls are saved, everything is saved. Right. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. Amen. All right. Thanks again. And folks, you can listen to all the shows, the two hours of this on our podcast on vmpr.org. Send it to your friends and all the other shows that we have on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We want to thank you for your support. Yeah, we couldn't do this. This is our fourth year since Virgin Most Powerful started in January. And all of you who have been helping us, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because this can't happen without you. If you want to be a supporter, go to vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2155. God richly bless you and your family. Amen.